You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. On 11.16 SEM, the award-winning crunch time. Find your kind of value at Honda with offers across a range of vehicles. See honda.com.au. Welcome back to the program, 18 minutes to midday. This is Crunch Time for Honda, your kind of value, and go to honda.com.au. And the TAC Safety Barriers Save Lives, getting us towards zero. All the hot topics to be dissected in the Crunch Saviour. Campbell, the and CEO, to join us. David King, Kane Corns, Jerry Waitley and Anthony Hudson with you. And the coach of the Cats joins us now, Chris Scott, after... Well, a match that threw up uh, plenty of questions. Not sure how many answers that actually gave us, but they had the shot and just failed. But Coach has been good enough to join us. Chris, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. No worries, Hutto. Thanks for having me. Uh, how are you feeling this morning? Of, uh, I imagine and it appeared you are pretty frustrated post-match uh, as you were chatting to the media. Uh, How does it feel 12 hours later? Um, not much better, to be honest. Um, they're always disappointing when you... Um participate in those games where you have a really good chance of, of winning, especially against um, really solid opposition. I mean, there were there were some parts of the game where we were um, clearly outplayed. Um, you know, the game was played in their half a little bit too much. Um, they dominated inside 50s, but on the other side of the coin, I, I thought there were big parts of the games where we had it on our terms and, um, you know, I, I think we come away from the game thinking if we got the chance to play them again, that um, you know, if a few things went well, we'd be right in there with a shot. We've been discussing this morning that, that it appeared to be a change in game style to uh, specifically, and you can correct us if not, to take on Richmond. Was it a case of when you played them last time thinking, OK, we actually need to play differently if we're going to beat them? No, not necessarily. I mean, we were, I think, maybe one point down at three-quarter time. Um, last time we played them in, in pretty similar conditions, probably a little heavier underfoot last time than it was last night, even though it was still slippery last night. Um, and in the end, we went down by you know, a couple of kicks. I think Hawkins had a shot to make it a two-goal game um, right at the end there. So we certainly didn't come away from that one thinking that um, that, that they were unbeatable. Um, and you know, we haven't got together really as a coaching group yet, but I suspect that'll be our analysis of it again. We we did a few things a little bit differently, um, but um, I, I wouldn't flatter Richmond too much by saying that what we were doing was specific to them. Chris, with your press conference, is there were you too pointed? Have you run the risk of disrespecting Richmond? In what respect, Jared? In holding to the line that they're unbeatable and that a lot has to go right for them to win the flag again? No, well, um, gee, maybe it was in the heat of the moment and I've, um, I'm have i not recalling what I said as clearly as I should, but 
Um, I don't think if I'm understanding you the right way that I held to the fact that they're unbeatable. Am I understanding your question properly? Yeah, I mean, no, I still no, think not, they not need not un- So they need a lot to go right for them. Juggernauts of the competition the, over the years have been unbeatable. I don't see that. Uh, I think it's just a truism at every time um, this year. I mean, I, I would even reflect back on my time um, as a Brisbane player when, when we were at our best. Um, at, at round 20, round 21, irrespective of the season you've had, you still need a lot of things to go right um, to win a premiership. I just, I, I think, I think I'm just stating the obvious, which is. Um, it's far from a foregone conclusion, um, and you know if now I think Richmond are clearly the best team in the comp. There's no doubt about that. I'm not here to argue um, that point. I think that's a given. Um, but where it will be in whatever it is, six, eight, ten weeks, I think is still very much up in the air. It feels like you've been itching all week to say, if it bleeds, we can kill it and channel your old <laughs> coach, Chris. <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, Look, I mean, I guess I do need to be a little bit careful to pay Richmond the respect um, that they deserve. I, but, I, I mean, I think I think everyone um, in the footy... Oh, I have to get him back. Did he do that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he speaks so well, Chris, doesn't he? I, I love hearing him talk about the broader game, and if he could really tell us what he really thinks every now and then, Gornsey, I'm sure we'd get uh, we'd get even more from Chris. But uh, I, I think he's he, what he's trying to say, Jared, and maybe it didn't come out that way last night, and it probably does sound a little bit disrespectful on occasion, but what he's saying is, I'm telling my troops we can beat them. I'm sure that... Um, Leon Cameron's telling the Giants the same thing, and Adam Simpson, the West Coast Eagles. They aren't unbeatable. They aren't as dominant as the Essendon team of 2000 or the Brisbane Lions of, of the three-peat campaign Four or the four. Cats yeah. or the Hawks. They're not that. And, and I think when you really have a sensible look at it, he's right. But you just rarely hear a coach put that on the record after a game. He's back with us. You there, Chris? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, I take your point, Kingy. I... I, I... It certainly wasn't my intention to make a big statement. I, I, I thought I was just stating the obvious. Um, you know, they, we, we lost the game by um, less than a kick. We think we've got a bit of improvement in us. We don't consider ourselves to be the best team in the competition by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and if they are so much better than everyone else, then I think that gives hope to the teams, um, you know, from 2 to 10 on the ladder right at the moment. Chris, you went on to say that if you're good enough over the next six to seven weeks, you would almost love to have a crack at them again. I hope I'm not uh, um, misinterpreting your comments there. But considering you might be out of the eight come the end of this season, your confidence seems to be extremely high for this side. Is that correct? Uh, which which part? The well, the part fact that, that you the, the fact that you could be potentially ninth if Sydney win tonight yet you're still talking about playing footy for the next six to seven weeks and having another crack at Richmond. That's how confident you are in this group, regardless of your ladder position. Yeah, well, I think the ladder position's a little bit deceiving, to be honest. I mean, the, the really, what we're about, and we're in a decent group of teams, probably from you know, fourth or fifth down to tenth, who are aiming to qualify to get ourselves into the tournament. Once you're in the tournament, the equation's pretty simple. You're just going to win three but probably four games if you're outside the top four so um it's pretty clear that if if richmond 
you know, get an MCG run through the first couple of weeks of the finals, that they're going to be the team to beat. But um, yeah, I really don't see that much difference um, between you know, the teams first, second, and third, and the teams seven, eighth, and ninth. To be honest. It's a great season, Chris. There's no doubt about that. We, we're loving uh, what you guys were able to do last night and the challenge that Richmond were able to hold off in the end. If you had to play them again today, what what would you look to alter most significantly from a coach's point of view and from a tactical point of view? What was the one thing that maybe you couldn't get a clamp on or didn't quite execute to, to your best? Well, I think the numbers... With the inside fifties in particular, was the that that was that was the stark um, uh, difference in the game. I thought there were a lot of other parts of the game, um, you know, where we were okay. And I thought because they had field position, it, it didn't mean that um, they had the outside of the contest controlled pretty well. And we did tend to overuse the ball inside. But in some ways, you can understand that when they were set up behind the ball. If you, we reference back to our round thirteen game, we dominated out of the centre bounces which gave us pretty good field position, but um, you couldn't really maximise it. Um, we didn't get that dominance um, last night, and, and, and they are really strong when you give up field position. So in terms of how we give or how we um, uh, balance out that inside 50 number, I mean, I suspect if inside 50s or even, we would have won the game. Um, but as I said earlier, I hope we get a chance to play them again, so I don't want to be too specific about what we might do to change that. <laughs> No, I won't. I won't ask you to be, to be too specific. But when the ball was handballed to Gary Ablett, forty from goal, fading to the right, which we know he, he loves to do. We've seen him kick these goals so many times. It's, he's almost an eight out of ten, nine out of ten uh, option from there. Chris, you must have you must have elevated in your seat and thought, here we go. This is the moment. This is the man. Yeah, I thought we had the ball in the right guy's hands. Um, he had a side out not long before that as well, and. Um, and miss. Um, it was great to see him in the game when it, um, you know, when it was really on too. So, yeah, we definitely had our chance to win with 90 seconds to go. That would have been a big moment. Did you chat to him after the game? How was he? Oh, only really quickly. I mean, not not specifically about that either. But no, he's, um, you know, I think he's. I assume he's disappointed. We didn't speak about that, but um, ready to put himself in the arena again next week. How do you manage him during the week? Thirty-four years of age now. Is he any different to anyone else? Yeah, with, I mean, all our guys um, have um, you know, individual issues that um, that we need to, to manage and work through. I mean, the physical side of things, I've found um, pretty easy, really. Like our um, conditioning staff have done a good job with him, and he obviously has a big input into his program as well. And we tend to back him in. Um, to know his body and, and, and work with him as opposed to impose our program upon him. With the footy stuff, I, I must say, I, I, I couldn't have hoped for anyone, um, uh, any player more willing to, um, to get on board with what we're trying to do. He's, he's willing to play any role for us. He just wants to help the team as much as possible. So, I mean, I, I'm not sure what he was like um, 10 years ago, but um, he's a pleasure to work with as a coach. Is there a reason he's starting on the bench quite often in a quarter, Chris? Um, a little bit. I mean, we've, we've, we've probably done that three out of the last four games or maybe five out of the last six. Um, one of the reasons is because we want to play him as an inside mid and um, we've got Selwood and Dangerfield and Duncan Kelly, who we like in there as well. 
Um, but look, there's, I think modern players would tell you now um, that you know, if you start on the ground in the first rotation, you probably play lower game time in that first half of the quarter than if you started on the bench. Can, Can I ask you? More? Yeah, I have. I, I just fasc- the Jack Rewalt, the way he plays this position, Chris, it, it fascinates me. The ability for him to have such influence on the game with minimal disposals. I know he kicked the four goals last night, but from an, an opposition coach point of view, planning for him, how, how difficult? How difficult to get a read or a handle on on, on what to tell your defenders uh, to do to, in, in handling Jack? I, I don't think the position he plays is that difficult to work out. Um, especially given he is their only genuine target down there. Um, he's, he's become... Um, a, he's always been a good ground-level player, but he's such a smart, mobile player as well that um, it is a challenge when you've, got a, um, when you've got him covered in the air, he can get you on the ground. I mean, even he's becoming... It's almost a trademark at the moment, that handball over his head to Castagna and those types running forward of the ball. He's, he's certainly a threat, irrespective of where he's playing, but... Um, I think, you know, the bottom line is you just need a really good, well-balanced defender who can spoil him in the air when he goes for the hangers but match him at ground level. Sounds easy. Chris, we've got to let you go shortly, if you can. Uh, just an injury update as far as uh, Jed Buse in particular is concerned. I haven't really got one, Hutto. He had a sore shoulder post-game, but um, I think it was more on the positive side um, than anything. So, But I tend to be the eternal optimist. With that, so. <laughs> you do. 24 hours later, um, I'll have a bit more news for you. Okay. And Tom Stewart? I'd be surprised if he doesn't play next week. All right. Terrific. Thanks for joining us. Uh, It's a fascinating run to the finals from here. Uh, Once again, commiserations on last night, but uh, really appreciate you taking our call this morning. No worries. Anytime. Good to talk. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.